Well, uh, where are we at? So, we have got some interesting things going on today. Um, we have um, AI across the board now. We do have one suspended shark that we turn the AI off on. We've got snow effects. We got oh, we've got the snow. We've got choppy choppy water that can be programmed and if you look up we've got variable sky now with clouds gaps in the weather sun peeking through um, and most importantly though and we still have our air sharks for visibility um, and watch this if I simply jump and collide with said shark we get all are that you, all that beautiful text over there wait, 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 are you streaming I'm streaming yeah you're streaming right now not what's the it's a not and stream which one is it? it's on Walrus Game Studio oh second I'm gonna actually turn down the desktop audio those uh, birds are very loud but we've got snow we've got very variable weather um, I don't know if you can hear every once in a while in the background but I turned the thunder and lightning on so we have thunder and lightning we've got clouds and sky and snow I can even turn on rain now rain effects uh, it's not obvious, but the snow is actually sticking to the ice for just a brief period. And um, if I actually control like the waves. Yeah, we can control the waves, the water, how stormy or choppy it is. We um, we control the environment. We control the weather. We control the sun, the daylight, nighttime. Uh, the frequency thereof. We, we control all of it now. Um, the AI is across the board. Um, it's uh, It turned into a little bit more of a complicated matter than simply dropping an actor component in. Um, it's really weird. They The actor component didn't want to initialize um, on the uh, when the shark or the bird or whatever it is um, is created, so you kind of had to, um, you kind of got to do it on its own. So when I, the blueprint will create the AI and then you know tee it up uh, right when the object's created. But there it is, man. That's uh, that's it. Now uh, when I get close to this shark's mouth and just the mouth it's going to nibble on me and you'll see a bunch of multicolored text. See that text going through there? While it's oh, yeah. nibbling, that means it's nibbling on me. So... It's like you're talking about in the top... Yeah, top left corner. Okay. Yeah, especially the pink and, and, the, and the blue. The dark blue and the pink means it's the, sh it's the shark saying, hey, I got him. Whereas the light, the light blue is just me running into things. So okay. not only that that munching is off collision. What's that? that the, the munching reaction is all part of collision based. That's not Yeah, it's collision based. It's um, on over. 
Is it just this front, or do you like? No, just just the front. I made it just the mouth because. Lighter for the mouth. Yep, you gotta be li lined up to the mouth because the you know the, the point is is you know if he if he rams you with his tail or something that's okay yeah that could hurt but that's not where the action's at so so there you go see him nibbling away but I also put in walrus detection so like the walrus can know when he's he hits something right just for whatever reason I don't know why yet but um, but looks like all the AI stuff's working now they, they path back and forth between way over there and way over here then they linger in both places just kind of patrolling around those spots so I'm happy with that happy so are, are they able to detect the walrus yet? That is the very next thing that we're going to build in, is the detect the walrus. Where, now there is something interesting with walrus. When he jumps in the water, I don't think it's, um, yeah, see added walrus swim, did you see that? Watch, watch the very light blue in the upper upper left corner, the very light blue, watch what it is. Yep, see when he goes in? So, that's it. He's in he's in the water and the world knows that you know this particular walrus and any other players are in the water and that's how that's how the shark AI is gonna trigger on it. So and then all I gotta do is once once they can detect him, there's a little bit of code left in their pathing where it has to go and um, uh, basically key off of that information and say that's that's the walrus I want and not give up until like a, a sufficient amount of time doesn't matter if I the walrus jumps in and out of the water I got to be out of the water for a certain amount of time before the shark gives up oh you know that brings up a question so you know if you're going to program it to where the shark will try to find the walrus when it enters the water but what about if there's two walruses um like near each other yep so the first first one in or the first one it finds is the one it triggers on and well, if, I, well, well I, I guess i'm asking like how would it know which one to trigger the because, one that's just closest or? yeah so what we're going to do the lot the logic's going to be this if you know if an iteration if a tick goes by and it's like oh hey i got at least one walrus in the water it will it'll quickly scan through all the tags of all the walruses right find the two or three that are in the water and if it's not committed to a walrus yet it will compute the closest one by vectors and it'll and it'll say that's the one i want and it'll go after that one and if, like, and like I said, if I jump out of the water, like, let's say I'm over here in the water, right? And I jump out of the water. That doesn't count, even though it marks me that I've gone out of the water. Um, the real timer is on the shark. The shark AI will be like, uh, I'm gonna keep going after him, uh, even if I'm stuck under the ice trying to get to him. Um, until X amount of time goes by, and then I'll give up on him. And then, if I find somebody else in the water, I'll compute the distance and I'll head towards them. So, 
That's how it's going to work. So have you figured out, so say that happens, you get out of the water, mm-hmm. like ha- have you computed how long it will take, like between it gives up on that walrus then immediately starts scanning again? Yeah, there, there'll be a timer there. There's there's a, there's a like a, a back, even, so there's a timer on like, hey, I've given up, uh, you know, wait X seconds. And in those X seconds, he's not just going to stand there. He's actually going to go back to where he's supposed to be patrolling and kind of pick up the ball again. But if on the way, X seconds goes by and it's like, oh, hey, there's a walrus in the water, uh, he'll leave his pathing again and go back towards the next walrus. Um, and that also is for attacks, too. So, like, if he comes in and he's like, oh, no, he hit me, right? The shark will actually do what sharks normally do, which is he's going to back off for Y seconds on the attack loop and build up his, you know, build his aim up again and try and get another vector on you. So he's not just going to sit there sitting in one place chomping on you. Um, he's going he's gonna to nibble at you, then he, you know, just to get the taste of that delicious walrus meat. And then he's going to swing around again. He's going to swim out, swing around again. And uh, right now, I, I, unless you know, playtesting says otherwise, I figured we'd go for like three hits and you're dead. So, you know, it's not like the, the battle's going to go on forever. So that's... Yeah, and, then, and then we also have plans for like the other players to figure out ways to push the walruses off. Yeah, oh yeah, that's yeah, player player actions next. So I think what I want to do is just kind of wrap up the, the AI piece with the detection and then um, you know the give up logic and the I bit him logic and then um, and then of course the you know removal of walrus from game game over um, and then I'm gonna reprogram this wall of these this wall of sharks here. Um, but I did introduce over here by this big rock, um, going all the way across to the other big rock, um, there's an invisible wall. So, you could put the, um, the orca there, like making sure people oh, don't we could. That's, I, I, actually, that's what the shark wall there is for, too. I mean, you know, they're all, uh. They're all there to make sure that you don't you don't do bad things. So I put right. some put some a gap between the sharks and the and the invisible wall. Hopefully you die before you hit the wall, but I can't imagine you're gonna spend too much time on that wall. Um, but yeah, the orcas are the orcas are another AI that's gonna be in here. Um, and is, luck- is there any plans on? Um, actually, two questions for you, Dante. Yep. Uh, one is there so how it kind of looks murky in the water yep and all that is that gonna be final or are we gonna be clearing that up oh we can totally adjust that so I, I, I'm just curious because it's yeah let's let's go ahead and play with the water uh, like, so, is that hard to do or no well I, I guess I guess oh what what is it? Um, what view distance or something like how much view distance are we even wanting because do we want the players to see how close the sharks are or have it be more of a surprise 
we can play test that and see how scary it is. You know, um, we, okay. you can see coming at you. Like so, for instance, in the uh, in the ocean, right? There's there's waves, right? So, um, the, the Gerstner waves, the global waves. Um, you can change those. So, like if you said, hey, uh, let's just make them a four. You're gonna get a much calmer ocean now, right? And you can change oh, that's cool. the speed and the. You can change the choppiness. You can change all these things. So, like if you really you really want to have some fun, right? You could change then the choppiness to like. It, it's really weird when you start playing with them. You create different, these kind of weird different effects. So I forget what it was at one point five. So, um, but you can also change the amplitude. All right. So there's your. So now you see there's like bigger waves on inside the smaller waves kind of thing. Oh wow. Right? Oh that looks crazy now. Right? I mean that that's some serious stuff going on there. So um was it global zero point seven. So yeah, I mean you see you, you can do all kinds of really interesting things with just like kind of the the water. Now, as far as the murkiness goes, and even the like the reflectivity on the top, you can change that. So, um, if you come over here and you come down here to, so like God rays, right? You can totally clear it out. But, oh, no, I don't like that. Right, but you can change the fog. Like, so there's enable fog, um, right? So oh, okay. And you can say zero point like four. So it, it changed it slightly, but not tons, but you can even change like the um, the scatter colors, and the alpha, and the absorption. All, all this, all of it really is like... Oh, okay, so it's grabs. like way more involved than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. <laughs> like see how just that, just that teeny tiny little number made it more Caribbean-like versus, you know, that versus like... Wow. Changing it to like point zero 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 one to ooh damn yeah right so it's um okay it's it's um pretty pretty interesting what you can do so with we can mess it. with this then okay I was just curious yeah and look under storm you know here's the other thing too right we still need to write the weather AI and the you know so which is going to combine both the sky you know the sky dynamic and the day dynamic with you know the wave dynamics and so that that'll all be very interesting to craft that but you know we can come up with patterns like if it's you know if it's quote-unquote heavy snow then you know we can change the the color of the water we can play with the water colors and all that so you know all these variables man completely at our disposal completely randomize the weather I mean and that is that was one of the original goals is completely randomizing the weather too um, so so and, and oh, cool. honestly right now I feel like I feel like we're a little bit downhill now finally like got the collision I'm able to detect that stuff learned a lot in the process today of getting that nailed down and then uh, um, you know, I think that's I think that's the ne the next things really are to um, 
you know, get get the detection logic in place and the attack logic, give up logic, and um, I think we, once we get that working, we can start looking at some other stuff. Then we can work on player hit points, um, which will be able oh, to the reduction of ice and all that reduction. Too, yeah, that's the other thing too, the reduction of ice. So these guys, so there's really kind of two pieces of ice logic, if you will, right now. There's the there's the original ice that we built, which could rotate and flip around and age out. You'll see those those four cubes age out. Oh, even okay. have buoyancy, but we could add the buoyancy to them. Like the other cubes, which are just basic standard cubes. So see how they aged out. So we could yeah. combine the both. We don't need them to necessarily turn on each other, and obviously that those are too small really to be meaningful. So probably make bigger chunks of ice. Um, God, that doesn't look good with that shark just hanging upside down, does it? Um, but, uh, um, you know, we'll figure out the ice mechanics too, right? But, I, but again, I feel, like, um, I feel like I'm in a good place with this because I, I've crossed, crossed a lot of tough ground today. And I knew, I knew it was going to happen. Um, but, uh, and oh, oh, my other question. Um, so that ship in the background. Yeah. Are we ever gonna be able to go inside it, or is it just decoration? Um, uh, that's basically just decoration. Um, you, I, I worked very hard to make sure that you couldn't jump up into it. <laughs> because uh, originally you could jump up into it. Uh, and but that's not to say we couldn't have a version, another playable level where the ship. You know, there's ice leading up to another ship, and we, maybe we can make it a, a different-looking ship. And actually, the ship assets—I have different. I have a, like a two-mast version of a ship, so um, you know, we can we can put some of that in play. Oh, so is that actual ship there? Like, is that fully made? Like that full asset? That yeah, that's a full asset. That? Yeah, it's a full asset. So if oh, nice. click on it. What see. final level? It broke free. And then you could go, and then your ice would be melting, and it would kind of force you to go on the ship. And then you're on the ship fighting the last round. Yeah. And yes. the ship is slowly, the ship is slowly um, sinking. So it kind of forces people to, like, if they've been screwing around not fighting. Oh, I like that. We could do we that. Love it. Yeah, have, have the ship rock back and forth or whatever, <laughs> port side to starboard. And have a, it, you know go forward and back oh i love that and of course slowly start sinking right yeah yeah oh this is where i moved all that ice i was wondering where all my ice went this is more of that flippy uh the flippy ice so um yeah man what do you guys think it's coming to, i think it's, i'm not looking for kudos here um i just think it's coming along um yeah is this oceanology six or is this five. five? This is Oceanology Five. So yeah, if you know if anybody's watching us right now, um, it is Oceanology Five. Uh, we are not going to upgrade to six for a little bit. I want to get some of the other pieces built rather than stay on the upgrade grind. 
Um, what is the forest, you know? Uh, see, that's just it. Um, I don't know that I saw anything dramatic. Like, I think yeah. that, I mean, you know, it's pretty damn good right now. I mean, I know they're always trying to do, add things to it. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna stick with five at least until I get the attack, the the sense the attack, the attack the mm -hmm. attack, the give up on the attack, you know all that last minute stuff and hit points. Once I grind through that, then we can focus on like player actions and put the killer whales in. Um, you know with them scooping underneath the ice, we gotta pick the right ice size. Mm -hmm. The right ice uh, vanishing, you know, kind of sinking uh, yeah. aspects, and um, and then I think after that is just decoration. Like you know, I want to put some uh, want to put some stuff down here. You know, whatever grows in the Arctic, maybe crabs, maybe AI crabs that have nothing to do with essentially attacking, but just or just there walking around, or just something. down there walking around. Yeah, so. Um, but that's kind of where it, we're at. You know, that'll be the fun part. Like, all the, I don't know. I find that the fun part is the decorating of the, yep. you know, the land and especially underwater too. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty cool. Um, the um, are are we gonna? So I know the ice right now is just squares. Is it? <clears throat> is that like the final look, or is it gonna be more of like a? Hey, carved out piece of ice can be anything we want carved out piece um, okay. you know the cubes you know the, the cubes are an example of that that's that's just the you know the mesh and the you know and the, the build on it right it's just they are a blueprint object but they're just they're just that man it's just a it's just an object um, we can make any object we want in fact, you know what's really interesting is they make those um, make those. There's that. If you go to like Lowe's or something or Home Depot, there's a really weirdly shaped like paver, and it's all at weird angles. But they you can fit them like if you get ten of them, they all fit together and, and form like a you know they can they can snap together. So we could maybe even come up with something like that where there's a bunch of weird shaped objects that snap together to form square but slowly fall apart um <coughs> you know uh but yeah it's i think we're starting to really make progress again after a, a bit of a hiatus i also went through all the cliffs and ice walls to make sure you couldn't clip through those you can't clip through the ground underneath um Oh nice. Yeah, so I think clipping. How much grinding is that? What's that? The the, the what, like making sure all the clipping <laughs> is set up. And... Well, it's it's okay. So it's literally like this. <laughs> just swimming. So so just so people know, like I know nothing about you know game design. Yeah, so clipping clipping test is you know you got you got to test each object and each each kind of face of each object. Some objects might be one-sided in terms of like collision detection, and others might be two-sided. So, like, if you place an object and it looks 3D, that doesn't mean anything. The the collision mesh might be on the other side of the object, in, in which case you just blast right through. So it, this was it. This was the test. 
literally round and round and swimming and swimming trying every nook and cranny to try and you know basically that you know that that you know wow try hard guy who would find the crack between you know the auction house and the next building to try and fall through yeah. the world yeah, that, that was pretty much it oh question another question here so I, I, I noticed like when you were up against the wall like how the camera clips behind it yep so we have t we have two choices um, so you can do that or what you can do is you can take the um, you can take this um, spring arm right and what you can do I think it's the spring arm or the camera uh, one of the two I think it's a spring arm and you can do collision test alright so now what happens um, this is real easy watch this if I'm on the ice, right, I'm on the ice, I'm on the ice, and I do a collision test, you see how I go into the walrus, like it doesn't go below yeah. the ice, right, and if I'm on the other side of that, right, the spring arm's like, the, the camera's between me and the shark, right, I see. Okay. okay, and if we come over here, like the world, I won't be able to clip down through the world, you see that, so in some sense, spring arm's good, right, it's um, I turned it off for <laughs> testing purposes but <coughs> you see you can't see behind so I think okay, cool. I think ultimately we leave the spring arm on to do collision testing but while I'm doing stuff right now I, I just don't want that that makes sense okay no, I was just curious because I'm so easy as just clicking the button Yep, easy as that. I mean, let's see if we can uh, play with the weather a little bit too. Uh, let's, yeah, let's turn the snow off. So the snow, it's snowing, right? So you can literally just come over here and set the snow to zero. Goodbye snow. You can make it foggy out. Check that out, huh? Ooh, okay. Kind of spooky day. So now, now when you change that kind of fog, is that does that affect the underwater too, or no? I I'm gonna say probably not, but let's go ahead and find out. I don't think it does. Okay. I was just curious. But we can do that right now. Let me just change that to zero. No, it does. It does affect underwater. Oh, nice. So, that's probably not a good thing, but um, I think it's just something we're going we're gonna to deal with. Um, because, uh, just because. Um... Yeah, I see the wind intensity too. Oh yeah. So with the wind intensity, does that affect the waves, or is I, I, no. I know the waves have its own separate thing. They're independent of each other. Okay. So what it affects is like, so for instance, if I turn snow on again. Oh, it would affect snow and rain. Right? It affects the snow and the rain. So you oh, see how it's going okay. sideways now. 
And if we turn the wind intensity down to like one, two, kind of a thing. Oh, okay. I mean, okay. You can have rain and snow at the same time. You can have thunder and lightning at the same time. I'm not sure why it's not doing it, but you do get thunder and lightning. Um, dust, we could put dust in the air. See that? Well, it is supposed to be like what global warming and all that. Yeah. So, yeah. We so we can that. we can do that. And, um, <laughs> yeah. It's a it's, dust storm in the Arctic. <laughs> it's kind of cool. You can use random. So literally, you can just click this and let it do all the randomizing. And you just put in all your weather probabilities. Spring, snow, blizzard, all that stuff. So really, honestly, at the end of the day, Erie comes with his own built-in AI. We don't even have to mess with that. Oh, and you can just, so all those things, you just configure like the probability of how much you want to see snow versus uh -huh. rain. And it'll take care of itself. Yeah, you know, change the season and all that. So, but if the lightning is, is I got to figure out all the lightning stuff. But um, <clears throat> I know I had it working at one point in time, and you could actually see the lightning flashes off in the distance here, and you could hear the thunder. So, um, you know, it was kind of fun. I don't know why it's not going off. Lightning, enable, enable, lightning. Yeah, I don't know. Lightning. Spawn lightning flashes. It's all kind of there. Maybe it just needs to be stormier. Yeah, and the Twitch stream is starting to get a little pixelated for me. Is it? All the snow. There we go. Well, you had that one gig up and down. I do have one gig up and down. <laughs> I don't know why it's doing it. Maybe I need a, a 4090 house heater. I wonder... Oh, I mean, you might have to, because you're using OBS Studio, right? Yeah, I'm using it at the same time. So I wonder if there's any way to default that OBS Studio you may have to mess with. So, all in all, boop, all day. I spent two thirds of the day just working on that. That little bit right there. Well, that and putting all this other stuff in motion, too. But. It's so good to see him with skin on I work, when I work with him, he doesn't have skin on <laughs> Oh, yeah, because you're doing all the animation. <laughs> Dude, he well... Much on. <laughs> the, uh, that's the next thing, man. So, the next thing is, is we do need the, the I guess, the walking slash dancing uh, walruses animations so that then we can build the player you know like the hotkey actions like kilt a whirl and all that kind of stuff to you know try and knock the uh the walruses in so i'm i'm actually i was talk i was thinking about these 
seagulls here, right? They make great ambiance and everything, but I think yeah. I think that there's they're also going to have a very randomized logic to them. Uh, and I want to make them so that they will randomly, you know, over a period of time, swoop down on the players and. I guess take a shit in their face for and, and like give you a total whiteout for one to two seconds or something like that. Oh, that'd be that'd be funny. Yeah, yeah. Right. So. Yeah, we talked about that. I think that's a capitalized. Yeah. So the birds will shit in your face, um, <laughs> and then the killer whales will come charging in through the invisible wall to try and disrupt the ice and then take off again. So. But yeah, I, Kurt, I, I love your idea, man, about the boat being the like a final level. Yeah. Like duke it out on the boat, try and knock people. Be like off a the little boat. DLC level or something. Yeah. Sell it for like one to two dollars or something. <laughs> yeah, I think it's coming along. Look, I, I think that, um, you know, honestly, if, even if I can get this to the point where you can just like we can get some chunky ice out there so to speak right and you know it will attack you know the sharks will attack and all that I'm and you can just literally one man swim it out there and just kind of have fun I might just throw it up on steam real quick just as a like an alpha alpha just to go through the uh, steam publishing process right but if not maybe we wait but I think what I want to, um, I got to get multiplayer too. So I might, I think tonight I'm going to do a little multiplayer research. And I, I know you, I wanted to do Blade Auction tonight. The maps are done, but um, I got I to gotta populate it. Maybe I still can. Uh, Kurt, would you be up to play some D&D &D tonight? Yeah, I can play. Pathfinder, I should say. Um, I'm it's all predicated on how much I can actually get done between now and then. Cause I'm, I'm like, I'm finished for today with this part. Um, well, don't, don't rush, don't rush yourself too much, man. Yeah. You need to relax. What else are we going to, what else would I do tonight? Right. I don't know. Yeah. I've been, I've been working on chapter three on boundary and, um, uh, Oboe stud that as soon as I get all the journal entries done, now comes the fun, boring part of creating little links and editing code in it. Oh yeah, did you hear the thunder? Oh yeah, I did, I did hear that. I'll keep it in one spot, maybe the lightning will flash over there. Got a complete environment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Crap. Well, let me ask you this for the different Walters players. Um, and, and, and I know this is going to get to the part where maybe we're nearing completion when it's ready for alpha, beta, and all that. But have we given any thought to like how to 
differ between the flavors? Like, are there like different colored walruses or something? Or? I got an idea. Um, don't, Kurt, I, I know, I, I, I plead ignorance on Scottish, uh, attire, but do you think it'd be, do they, do they have, like, hats, like tartan hats or anything like that? Absolutely. Okay. I say every walrus gets this unique tartan hat. Okay. And it doesn't have to be part of the model. Like we can, we can put the hat on top of like this existing walrus, right? It's just a separate object we slap on them at the end. But that's that's kind of what I'm thinking. A separate object to slap. Well, and I only ask because it, it, there's dumb people like me that will get confused as to which walrus I am, like in the heat of battle. Oh yeah, no, no, right, right, I get it, I get it. So I figure we just put little, different little tartan hats on them. Oh, that'd be, that'd be cute. In our homage to Scotland, right? <laughs> I guess that would, that would make more sense with, so I'm thinking like, you know, the, uh, the Kilter World. Yeah. With hats. It's cool. It's a cool concept, but how do I make that work in you know real life? Or you know, I mean, all the, they start you know spinning around. All of a sudden, there's a a kilt. No, I wouldn't even. Like, I wouldn't worry uh, about that. No, I I, I would. Maybe they appear as a as a something to, an add-on, and you jump into it or something. I don't know. Exact. Well, here's how I would do it. I would actually create. There's one of two things, two ways we can pull this off. One, we could do particle effects. So, you know, the walrus essentially just, you know, does a pirouette like an ice skater kind of real fast. We can just quickly throw some particle effects out there that kind of push, yeah. push outward. Yeah. Is it magic? It could be. You never know. It could, yeah. it could be magic. Or, you know, we, we, you can make the particles substantial, right? Yeah, I mean, I was thinking that I was thinking particle effect was the, the the easiest way to go there, but I was like, what is it then? Is it just imagination? Is it magic? What there? What are those particle effects? Well, imagination. I mean, I, I, I yeah. I mean, that was the question I was asking. Yeah, I think it's look. I think let the player fill in the blank sometimes, right? You know. I don't know. Not everything has to be explainable, right? <laughs> no, I mean, that's true. Um, and I mean, you're right. It's a battle royale of walruses to see what who's the last walrus standing. Right. Right. I mean, you know, there's 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 a lot of uh, letting go of reality here. Like birds, birds typically aren't going to swoop down and shit in the face of a walrus, right? <laughs> At least not by a, not on purpose. That's true. Little the only truth in here is a, a big shark attacking a walrus. Yeah, I mean that's, that's really the only thing. I get you. Yeah, and that's only because we gotta kill off the players, right? I mean, otherwise, right. 
I mean, yeah, what was the original design? You fall in the water three times, and, you know, that, that was a little too too easy, a little too Fall Guys, right? That's simplistic, yeah. man. You know, hey, look, there's a chance you could fall in the water and totally come right out and never get hit, right? You could fall yeah. in the water ten times and survive. <clears throat> but, again, probably not. <laughs> That's the thing. I mean, if you want to... If you want to always fight over by the ramp, so it's easy to get on, that's strategy. So maybe, oh, the, if you want to, one person comes over to the other side and invites the other player. Okay, we're gonna fight on the hard side. Are you man up? You know, are you gonna man up and, and come over here and fight, or are you gonna sit over there and not fight and invite the orcas to come? With their displeasure. <laughs> That's a good idea. I never thought man, man up. And maybe Oh oh yeah, and, and think about it too, like when we start releasing this to other players, they're gonna come up with strategies and ideas that we've never even thought of too. Alright. So yeah. quick note, the ramp is just a dev feature. I wasn't actually gonna keep it. But now you've brought something up good, Kurt, like actions. So actions have cooldowns, like you know, if you want to call them recharges, whatever. Yeah. We could make different parts of the ice further away from the ramp faster recharge, right? So like you bat go battle it out on the hard part and you can do more things per you know per per minute versus if yeah. you're hanging out in the easy spot, you know, maybe life ain't so good for you over there. So. Or, or what about if the ramp was just there in the first few minutes or something? Disappears. And then disappears? Like, how? I'd be curious how that would be. Right? Because, like... we got to let them back up on the ice, though, somehow. I don't well, think they can... Actually, you can... You can, water. you can jump. Watch. I can jump back on the ice. See? Here's me swimming, 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 swimming. Jump. It's not impossible to jump on the ice. Just the ramp is sort of like in easy mode for players. Yeah. Like you may not be as skilled as swimming and jumping. Yeah, that's that's the ramp is basically just that. It's the developers lazy and uh, <laughs> and to boot he didn't have the jump. He didn't have the jump feature built yet when he put the ramp there, so he had to get back on the ice somehow. So maybe we don't need it at all. Then. Nah, you technically don't need it. Um, so could oh, let's see. Well, so are you able to make it to where? I I, I guess so. Let's say because I know that first piece of ice isn't really moving with the waves, but the others are. Is it is it possible? So so the pieces of ice that are moving up and down the waves, is it possible to make it more buoyant, like fly up higher? Oh yeah. Okay. Like the I was thinking, like so, let's say you know the weather gets even crazier, mm -hmm. the ice starts flying up higher or something. And I don't know. Just yeah. Look, there's there's nothing there's nothing that's extraordinary about this chunk of white cube. Right, except that it has this ocean physics attached to it. If I put ocean physics on this thing, watch what happens. 
Oh, no, Lord. I think uh, it would be absolutely cool to have a ramp and have have the ice high enough so you can't normally jump up there. Uh-huh. But if the water effect is just right, you can, like, fly up a wave and, like, get on back on the ice. That would be That would be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. All right, so here you go. Here's your... I don't know if it's actually buoyant. So you assign the was it the library to it or something or? Yeah, it's uh oh something's going on here. Static mesh has to be movable. Sorry about that. Oh. Sorry guys. See, our static mesh has to be, where the hell is it? Movable, there we go. Now it will do things. Okay. Or not. Or not. Simulate physics. <laughs> it's, it's always something, man. I'm telling you. Uh, I've created more work for you. No, no, no. Watch, watch, watch. As the old saying goes, this time for sure. It does seem to be moving, maybe? Yeah, no. Let's see what the log says. Yeah, the log's clean. Okay. Maybe because it's just so big, it's a little bit. Yeah, there's a there's move, there's a bigness to it. Um. But if we <laughs> we play with the ocean, right? It's gonna make the waves insane. Yeah, basically. Uh, where are they at here? Sonic what? 12 and the global amplitude 2 oh <laughs> look at that look at those waves they're basically starting underwater I don't know is it bouncing I, I think it doesn't. Oh, I've created a new problem for Dante. No, I think it is moving, actually. He's moving. Lily's moving, that's weird. Oh, it, it, no, it does look like it's moving, the cube. Just it's oh, slower, the though. Just wait. Oh yeah, it's it's floating. Look. It's oh a, yeah, look at that. It's floating. <laughs> we're we're already at an angle here. <laughs> it's sinking too. Ah, the ramp's busted. <laughs> we broke it. Help! <laughs> yeah, this is this was beast death right here, basically. 
Alright, let's see. <laughs> let's see what I can do to repair that now. Alright. So, for now, physics off. And, yeah, the mesh is static for now. And then do you want to get rid of the ocean physics tied to it? Uh, yeah, because it's just gonna make it's just gonna cough errors. All right, save all that, and now let's play with the ocean. All right, oceanology. Where are we at? I think we said six, and it was zero point seven. <laughs> There we go. But, I mean, see how friggin', I mean, that's crazy, right? The weather, the waves come stroking in. Oh, right. Holy crap, man. We have so see, see, many controls. blows my mind with the Unreal Engine here. Just, could you imagine, like, having to just program the water? Now you just have an asset that just sort of, yeah, there's still some stuff you gotta program with it, but... Imagine trying to program that from scratch. Yeah, well, no, with, right? With the art and the... Just for one game, right? Just okay. for one game. Look, assets are a great thing, man. You know, it's it's not... You know, it's not about the purism of writing everything from, you know, no lines of code to this. It's, you know, that's what assets are for, man. Yeah, we're, we're not in the age of Nintendo games where you only had like a team of you could, how many people made Super Mario Brothers? Like a team of five or something like that? Yeah. Or, or And then you look back at the Atari 2600 days, you'd have people make games just by themselves. Yeah. Well, and, I mean kind of getting back to that. I mean, if you can get the right assets and, and yeah, that's true. That's and true. get an yeah. artist to make, you know, so your art's a little unique, but you can get skeletons and all that. And I mean, look at what Kurt's done with the friggin' walrus, man. It's it's crazy. And uh, yeah, you're right. It's just there's a lot more tools now for it, and I mean, it, it's still it, a big effort. Yeah, you know. There are people out there like, oh, you got to build everything from scratch. Well, okay, but that, but what do you, you know, I'm trying to build a, something entertaining for people. Like, the water is the water, you know, the falling, you know, I should be focused on the, the, the game mechanics of the game, which is like the, the you know, withering ice, right? The sharks that mm -hmm. will have a certain attack pattern, right? Birds that will shit in your face. <laughs> that That's... Never gonna get old saying that, um, you know that that kind of thing. You know, setting up the environment. You know the player actions like kill to whirl and other things, and putting particle effects or, you know, you know, Kurt. Here's the other thing too. You know, we could spawn in the moment around the player. You know, X Y Z certain rotation. You can spawn. Could even spawn pieces of, um, if you will, tartan. Right cloth that mm -hmm. starts out in a concentrated cone and, and you know blasts outward and fades. I mean that's not difficult. You know it's probably probably just a particle effect anyway. You could probably just build that as a giant particle effect. So um, I think there's a yeah. lot. There's plenty of work to do without worrying about 
doing all that little, all that chaining everything for assets. I mean, there's plenty of other work for us to do. <laughs> exactly. Now, if we can find tartan hats as an asset, boom done, man. I'll slap that on the board. What is it print. called? A tartan hat? Like just tartan, a hat no, made out of tartan cloth. Oh, oh, okay, okay. I know what you're talking about. See with the little pom-poms on them? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it, I'm sorry. It's called a tam, right, Kurt? That does sound right. Not, I don't have one, so... But, like, we could, you know, if Kurt comes up with all the different fabric stylings, right, maybe we could skin, like, a, a tam. Make, ooh, that could be some merch merch idea, too, a walrus a tam hat or a tartan hat. Right? <laughs> a plushy walrus wearing a tam. Oh. Yes. Ding. Oh, that'd be, that'd be great. <laughs> that'd be great. That would be absolutely cool. Well, speaking of merch, um, I know this is a little bit off topic, but GPI, um, I'm going to be receiving some of their stuff on Tuesday. And hold on, they gave me a little list of what they're sending. Let me find it here. So they're going to send me some books. Um, they included stuff like dice bags, dice, canvas pouches. Um... So if there's like, I don't know, we, we could use, like, I definitely want to get some walrus dice. Right. Like, if, if our Kickstarter goes off or something, I want some walrus dice and walrus dice bags. Along with, like, Darkstorm dice, too. Alright, here you go. I'm putting this in uh, general chat on walrus. Here you go. Something like that. Right? I think that's my carton. Is it? <laughs> That's exactly my turn. Nice. <laughs> Are you able to share it on stream? Yeah, sure, sure. All right. So uh, the idea, the idea is that we would have on stream, so everyone can see. The idea is that we would have something like this, this different colored tartan hats for each player, so each player had their own unique hat sitting on top of the walrus. Different colors, right? Different so. colors, different patterns. Every every player TAM would be unique. So nice. that, you know, could duke it, duke it out, so to speak. Let's see here. Uh, Google. Man, it's coming a long way. I like it. And it's not unheard of to see a walrus on the Scottish Isles. So there, ha. It's a doubter. That, yeah, that's true. Oh, really? Yeah, they had to put one to sleep, uh, what, last summer? Yeah. Oh, when you were there? No, um... It was on the news that it was a female that was uh, wrecking small boats by getting out of the rest. She destroyed like five boats. Four boats. 
I just love this. It, it's coming along. It looks good. I can't wait to see you start decorating the ocean floor. And yeah, I might do that in between the hard tasks. Today was, I'm not going to deny it, today was kind of mentally rough. Holy crap, there was a period today where I was just like, I'm glad I made a zip backup of this before I started. Because it was, uh, it was brutal. Man. No, so do you feel like, do you feel like this was some of the hardest stuff? Yeah. That you did today? You bet. And... And, and, you know, with my ignorance of game dev, like, what what about it was exactly hard? Okay, I'll I can tell you right now. So, normally, if you look normally at things, right, um, you'd say, hey, you know, <clears throat> there's a way to put actor components into an actor. The sharks are just actors. And we created the AI is an actor component so I, I guess I can drag this on screen a little bit so to all you devs out there uh, this is what I encountered um, it's an actor component now it's C++ but it still just compiles as an actor component and what you do is on your blueprint and we're just gonna go ahead and open up the walrus blueprint or there's I'm sorry not uh, I don't want the walrus I want the shark we'll hit the shark blueprint and we'll go to um, ignore right here let me just put the viewport on so I don't spill the beans yet so normally like you would literally drag your your walrus AI component as an actor component and stick it on the walrus or stick it on the shark just like the ocean physics right okay well when I did that and I actually <coughs> ran ran the code, um, a really weird thing was happening. So um, I wanted to, I, I tried doing a lot of things behind the scenes in C++ code with the AI in terms of detecting when there was a collision and all this sort of stuff and calling the parent object and trying to assign the on collision of the parent object to you know some functions I wrote to try and redirect and it was starting to make progress, but it was kind of janky and weird, right? Sometimes it would work, sometimes it wouldn't. Um, it was really hit and miss, and I saw some stuff posted online where some people were having the same kind of issues. It seemed like it was hit and miss. So this one guy came up with a brilliant idea, and he said, hey, just, you know, in the, in the um, event graph, right? So this is where things happen, right, uh, on the blueprint. Just turn turn your actor into a blueprint, and then just um, none of that, not even that stuff. Basically, on uh, begin play, right? This guy right here. You okay. would uh, you would um, assign the on component begin overlap to to this object here right so like the, if the component actually were here you would just simply on uh, on begin overlap you just simply assign it to the UI just like that but it's one-to-one -one, and this is the UI this was the um, walrus AI object sorry not UI 
Walrus AI object. But it was really weird. Like you could wire everything up, but nothing would work. And so I threw this is valid in there. And, and I was watching the, the events trigger as I was playing it. And the events would trigger, but is valid was constantly saying that this that this thing right here, this walrus AI that was attached to the actor, was null, was nothing. But the weirdest thing was the AI was working. It would direct the shark. Like, it was the weirdest effing thing. Like, the none of the blueprint code would work, and the blueprint code says that the, a, that the walrus AI that was attached, like, at this level, at the blueprint level, was null, but the AI was actually working and controlling the shark. So I'm like, what the f? What the hell's going on here? So I had to take it. So I basically yanked the AI out, and I went over here to the constructor script, and I basically just said, listen, when when you start up, Mr. Blueprint, I want you to add Walrus AI to <clears throat> to the actor, and then I created this variable, this component variable right here called my AI. And it assigns the walrus AI that it creates to my AI. So it gives it a reference. And then I went back over here and just used the my AI variable in place of the supposedly static <coughs> walrus AI component that was supposed to be part of the blueprint. So it's, and I had to kind of jank it up and then I had to um, introduce a few more variables where we tell it what data table to go get its instructions and. Um, oh my gosh, man! Do you see what the final, the final function I wrote? Kiss my ass. <laughs> Kiss my ass is actually the startup that initializes the AI now. Because <laughs> I got so pissed, I'm like, fuck it. <laughs> well, I don't blame you. So, so you basically had to figure this out yourself. Yeah, I kind of. It's not ideal. This is not what I wanted to do. Like, I don't want this part of the blueprint to exist, and I don't want yeah. I don't want this construction bit to exist either. But it's really weird. It seems like it's just a giant bug. The AI is there. If I put it in, the AI is there. I can program it. Meaning, and by that, what I mean is I can come over here and click on the click on the object. It's not part of it now. But if it were, I could click on it, set all the variables up for that specific shark, <clears throat> and be done. Like, totally done. But when it came to the blueprint, it just didn't recognize it. It's just like, I have no idea what that thing is. It, it's just no. Yeah, so I just wired it up myself. And then what I'm going to do is, at the, uh, at the actor level... Anything I can't pass in by, from the data table, I'll just kind of put in here to initialize it. But otherwise, we're just going to find ways to essentially initialize the AI uh, this way, right? Through kiss my ass. That's how we're going to um, initialize the AI and get it moving, doing what it's supposed to do. So nice. And then the component. This is so. This is the logic. It's, it's actually, this is not really needed. That's just putting the pink text on screen, and that's not needed, and this really isn't needed. This, this one is. But um, what's going on is, is 
I'm minimally using the blueprint to catch when the then this works much better this works all the time versus the sporadic stuff I was getting in C++ this seems to work very healthily and um, what happens is, is this guy uh, each each blueprinted instance hits it will call its my AI it will call the AI code and essentially hand everything off to the AI code as if it had been captured in C++ and then from C++ I'll be able to do all kinds of fun things I quickly find who the you know who got who hit me or who did I hit and should I you know interact with that object if it's the walrus and is it in the water so you know I mean you know tons and tons of C++ code behind the scenes but I needed to get this to happen on the C++ code and so that that was it the whole day was spent just trying to get the actor component to tell the AI that it had hit something collided with something and let the C++ code which is going to execute much faster wrangle out is it a walrus is a walrus in the water decrement the walrus hit points etc 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 so wow yeah well that, that that sucks in the sense that we can't really reuse that reuse no well this is the blueprint now so like like oh. so like this this is still generic it's still generic and I'll tell you why like each of these sharks that you see on the screen right now and each one of the seagulls is um, based off of a blueprint like a, a blueprint for that thing so like all the sharks use this one blueprint now that they're instanced so they're not you know they're the code and the variables aren't clobbering each other so they're different versions of it but they all mm -hmm. derive from this and they all have mm -hmm. this logic so and it's the same with the birds there's a bird blueprint and that bird that seagull blueprint does the same thing it, it sets up its AI it looks in the data table and pulls its instructions um, and so like you have a hundred seagulls I'll, watch I can I can add much of this I can add uh, I'm gonna add some more seagulls let's just clone them and clone them again and clone them that way right and all those guys will just instantly work you know they're they're all pulling from the same initialization data but they same with the sharks I could plug in 20 sharks they're all just going to automatically work so um, and where that comes down to is like if I click on an individual shark there are certain variables that you need to set now so um, you don't need to set my AI but you need to set the record key and the data table that's it if you set the data table uh, so it knows where to go look for its data and you set the record key for that particular instance it will it can read different configs and be programmed to do different things and since there's no ZZ XW1 um, that's why he stands on his nose right in the middle of the ice yeah because he doesn't know what to do he's like eh I give up I like the smell of this ice right here yeah oh that's another thing too we need to and I'm glad we're streaming this and I am gonna cut this and put it on YouTube 
um, for posterity because we're just throwing out all the ideas and talking. Um, the other thing I want to do is slipperiness on the ice too. So yeah. we talked about that as weather changes, temperature, um, temperature. Right. There is, there are temperature. There's already temperature code written. Um, it's not part of the other pieces, um, but I want to uh, use that uh, and very, and ch you know, change the temperature of the ice and you know make it slicker or, or less slick over you know as time goes during the fight, um, or just to set up different arenas with you know different characteristics. I it would be cool to have a set the set the precipitation as either snow or rain based on a random you know temperature that'd be that would be super cool let me see if temperature you know what holy fuck never mind temperature is built into the weather system damn they did good here look at that right yeah base summer base 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 raining yeah because of if it starts raining it's going to make that ice really slippery. Exactly. So wait, how do you set up the slipperiness then? Uh, that's a, that's on the object itself. Static. Oh, okay. Okay. Like you got to mess with the physics of the object. So for instance, I think there should be a, under the physics, there should be a, um, fuck, what do they call it? Not friction, but, um, Damn it, isn't there another word that I'm trying to think of? I know I'm trying to think of it. Um, it's not... Cool fixed resistance? Yeah. It's not, it's not under collision. At least I hope it's not under friction. Uh, hang on, let me look it up real quick. Because that's a good point, uh, I, and I do want to know. Uh, Unreal object friction. Is it possible? Oh, it might be a material reference. Okay, so to slow down some atmosphere, add resistance to a hinge. Oh. Linear damping and angular damping. So. Do we see. Oh, let's just look for damping. Oh. Uh, constraint. Normal gravity, a linear damping value of 30 is enough to stop any single body actor from falling. Let's start of the simulation. I don't know. What happens if you make that zero? Do you just slide? One way to find out. Different? Nope. Okay. Does not feel different. Okay, well that plays into it somehow. 
Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to play with that. For sure. For sure we're gonna do that. <laughs> That's that will also be fun in and of itself. Oh yeah, especially when you start getting like the attack animations in and Oh yeah. Imagine getting bumped and sliding more than you think. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So um. That'll be cool. It will be, won't it? I'm, I'm super excited about all this. Come a long way. All right. So is there uh, what other things can you guys think of? Holy crap! We've been live for like an hour. Yeah, I know. I. I don't know. I think this is a really cool introduction to one seeing the AI or, or the collision, I mean, and yeah. seeing sort of the behind the scenes and just a lot of the progress he's done. I, I think what what fascinates me is all the control elements we have: friction, now rain, temperature, the wave heights, right? The how well things float or don't float, and how fast they sink, and you know, shark attack, the fact we can program different sharks to behave differently, same with the birds. Um, you know, I, we have a, I mean, so many dials to twist. Like each, each level can be just super interesting on its own, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think we do another stream at one point having Kurt do his animation watching that because you showed it to me for a few minutes there occurred yeah wild exciting stuff yeah i think that'll be the next one but <laughs> no i mean all, all joking aside it, it is it was interesting to see but when, when you showed it to me i could see how mind-numbing it could be <laughs> i think what i find fascinating yeah. about streaming the dev process is just being able to kind of have that casual conversation amongst ourselves that others might want to listen in on in terms of like what we found challenging or you know what what was you know is a royal pain in the ass versus oh oh yeah i'm gonna take this audio that we have dante i'm gonna put it on the podcast too okay perfect do like a walrus water cooler chat yeah i mean i, I find unreal to be what I want to craft in, right? That's, that's, this is it. I love it. And, you know, I mean, look at, look, we, while not photorealistic, we're, we're closing in on that really with this. We're, we're, you know, it, it's looking pretty good. It's not janky. Um, and I think that's another, th another thing that I like is that we've been able to kind of put something together that isn't like, and I'm not being critical. Uh, I, I, I have not played this game, and I'm sure it's a lot of fun, but Longest Drive, if you look at something like Longest Drive, you know, it's, it's a game, but, you know, we're, we're, we're different. We're in a different space from it, and I, and I, I kind of like that. Um, I like what we've been able to do with so few resources. Um, yes, it's taking us a long time, but... I, I just the visual quality to me is is important like for me it's important to have good visual quality 
Yeah, I mean, if you look at this game, uh, you know, when it comes down to it, we've always said, regardless of graphics, we want the fundamentals of the game have to be fun. Otherwise, it doesn't really matter how good it looks. But right, you know, we're working on having a fun game, so why not take the extra time and effort to find or create assets and a a, a game that's it's, it's also fun. This you know, it's good. It's good. It's a good-looking game as well as a fun-playing game. That's Thanks. that's kind of what we're trying to do here. Uh, yeah. And I and I, I want to do that because I think it will expose the effort that's required when we want to start, you know, bringing in artists to do the skin work for us, right? Yeah. Or or doing something complex for us that you know is no longer an, an asset on the on the store, but it's something that is we're you know we're going to build from scratch, um, and that's coming. Uh, you know, I think it, it tells us what by going through these gyrations, I'm learning what it really takes, and it takes it's not small amount of work to do some of this stuff. Um, so you know, to those asset creators out there, kudos to you, man. Love you. Um, yeah, the the one the, the person that created these assets is obviously really good. <laughs> Yeah, he is. Stuff is top notch. Top, top notch. I mean, he did a good job with them. Just amazing, 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 amazing. And uh, yeah. And I have a feeling that's what he does for a living. That's all he does. Yeah, I, I don't doubt it, man. Can you imagine that? That's a hell of a way to make a living, man. I wish I could do that. I am, I am no animator, <laughs> not an artist. I'm just the guy that slaps the code on it and makes it all work. Yeah, that's that's it, man. Uh, I don't know. How you guys feel on time? It's 4:30. Uh, I think this is good. We should do this again. Like, just talk about. I, I'm not saying like a weekly thing, but. Probably do this at least once or twice a month. Just talk about progress on mm -hmm. this game and other stuff we're working on. Yeah, just I think to get together on like because we've got this going on, which is gonna be awesome. We've got our Kickstarter yep. coming up. Um, and we got more adventure modules in the works. We just need yep. to, you know, get Papa Kurt there to win the lottery yes <laughs> so we can quit our day jobs i think um, no, no. i don't know i think next week maybe we could maybe we can spend some time talking win the about, lottery well win the lottery for sure but yeah. i don't know maybe maybe talk about the kickstarter talk about dark storm a little bit next week and you know yeah. I, I don't mind you know streaming once a week and just having a chat and showing some stuff and you know uh yeah not at all. Yeah, I think it'd be good because it's, you know, like I said, I'm going to release the podcast audio for this to get it out there on Magic with Zuby. And then also just now that we've sort of established our foundation null stuff that we've been working on the past couple months, like, you know, the website, we've got, we're still working on the legal stuff. We've got the, you know, all the boring legal 
financial shit done for the most part. Yep. Um, now we can get into the fun stuff. Yeah, I, you know what? Let me reiterate what, what Zub, Zuby just said. And Kurt would probably back this up too that, you know, I guess I would encourage anybody who wants to start their own game dev company to do so, but be warned, um, you do have to do everything correctly, and there's a lot of administrative things you have to put in play. Get yourself tax ID, corporate bank account, you know, uh, i.e., you know, Steam. You can't publish to Steam unless they accept you, and the only way to be accepted is to basically have that those tax IDs and the um, you know the bank account and all the other nits and nats that prove that you are a real business so if you're just gonna make games for the fun of it go for it but if you want to do this as a business you got to treat it like it's a business not that it's just developing games I guess you know it'd be the same as if you said I'm gonna just start selling widgets well you need to make a company around it but you know I encourage people to just make video games but if you want to make a business of it, you got to treat it like a business. And to, to pile on top of that is also the project management aspect of it where, yep. I mean, I never thought of, you know, like, like so I, I came with you guys with just the module. I just never thought of creating the module like a project management task where breaking it down to all these smaller parts and now that we actually have like project management boards and yeah meetings to discuss progress and all this stuff it's like oh yeah it it, it feels like a you know a job <laughs> but, but in a good way not in a bad way you know what i mean yeah it is it, it is different for sure I, I i was working on some stuff this past week and i thought well this is this is work but it's not the same because you're working for yourself and it makes all the difference in the world. hundred percent. It's exactly what I was thinking. Like all day today when I got, I was, I was at some pretty discouraging moments today when I actually broke everything. Like the sharks stood still, the birds just sat there staring at me. Like everything was broken. And I'm just like, no, we're going to fix it. We're going to put it, you know, let's let's backtrack and then move forward again from a different direct, you know, different angle on this. And, um, you know, the whole time I just kept thinking, I'm putting in a full day's work, but it's my full day's. It's like my company. It's my work. And, and I love it, you know. So I'm not trying to discourage people from doing this at all, right? But I think that, like, this this team's advice is treat it real and you should have project management, you should set goals and objectives, you need to go get yourself something like Asana or Nucleino or something like that to manage all your work and tasks. Otherwise, everything just starts feeling like a mountain wearing, weighing down on you. And like, I can see it. I've got probably a million more things to do on this game, but we bucket them and we set deadlines and those are easily accomplished and then you can go do the next things so um you know that's my advice to people anybody listening mm, great all right i am uh so we're 
we're almost at an hour and a half. Uh, I'm going to call it there. Yeah, guys? Yeah. All right. Everyone have a great day. Hey, before you go, after we get done streaming. Yeah, let me, let me, let me kill stream.